listening to In the Trench. Good morning and welcome back to season two of In the Trench. That was good. Wow, we've been gone for not that long because in the little month we took between posting the season finale to today, which it's not today for you but or us, um, we've been we've been hauling ass. We really have. We've been working like crazy. We've been doing so many podcasts. We already have almost every podcast for season two already done, edited, ready to go. Um, what what was your favorite part of the a little off season? We could just get a little introduction here. A little off season. Um, my favorite part was getting to know a lot of new people. My favorite part was getting new equipment. As you can tell, our sound has improved. We have we are official. Um, yeah, my favorite part was basically getting to know new people. What about you? My favorite part, aside from getting to know new people, which is that's always my favorite part, yes. was learning how to grow. Because yes. when we finished season one to where we are now, we've grown 250%. Wow. On Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music. In our off season, Amazon contacted us to get to add our podcast to Amazon Music, which is amazing. Because Thank you, Amazon. I've never put our company email on anything to do with Amazon. So for them to reach out to us was crazy. Big. And then Apple Podcast sent us an email saying we are currently ranked. Oh, my gosh. This was insane. In London and ranked in um, Russia. Russia. So that was a huge like. Like we're known <laughs> in London. <laughs> that was a huge motivation for us to just keep hauling. Um, we've been working with a bunch of people to make sure this podcast is as amazing as it could be and Instagram get even better out to us. Instagram marketing headquarters reached out to us. So we're working with a bunch of people and this podcast is going to get better and better and better for sure. It already is good. Something else happened. What? We got our first official sponsor. We did. We sure did. I'll let you introduce them. Okay. So these people, I, they're, they're fantastic. They actually have been on shark tank. We were actually, I would love to interview them one day. We'll try to set that up with our partners. But we have a new partnership for this whole, what is it, season. And it's actually, it's an iced tea, and it's called Hillbilly. And this is one of the flavors. They have plenty, plenty, plenty of favorite flavors. And it's um, John and Mike down at, they, they reside here. They're local. But they ship to anywhere. So use them and use our code, ITTWE10, for 10% off of your order. That's it. Thank you. We have a real sponsor. And obviously, thank you to Alliance Technologies for the massive upgrade in actual equipment. We had the blue mics that were USB mics. Now we got updated to legit mics. And you'll see throughout the season. I'm going to give you a quick little hint. We have some really funny episodes down the line that aren't just interviews. Yes. Um, We have a couple, like... uh, how do you say like competition episode? A little filler. If you watch anime, it's like a filler. You'll 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 be excited. It'll come around episode five or six. They're you'll very see. enjoyable. Now, without further ado, I'm going to introduce today's episode, which I filmed quite a while back. Um, his name is Shannon Ainsley. If I'm pronouncing the last name incorrectly, please correct me. But you've definitely seen him before if you've ever watched um, Shark Week. His Shark Attack video is probably the most famous recorded shark attack ever since it was the only double shark attack recording 
ever caught on camera. I'm going to play it right here for you guys. And as you can see, those were two great white sharks that attacked his board. And it left his board looking like this. So now that you've seen kind of his story, or you've seen what made him kind of famous, it's hard to believe a person like that will continue surfing. But six weeks later, after having his fingers dangling off his hand, he was back in the exact same waters, trying God to, to, to see what would happen again. And he actually got an opportunity to move to Norway, and he is now the Norway Arctic surfing captain for the entire country. So he was a very, very interesting person, and he told us his whole story from the beginning to the end and everything he's doing. And I really appreciate Shannon Ainsley, and I appreciate all of our future guests coming on. So next episode, we have Danny Dorito. After this one's going live today, which is Friday for you guys, October 1st. But we are skipping Monday because all of our episodes are going to be Monday and Wednesday. But since we released it today, we're just going to skip this Monday. So we're going to publish the next one next Wednesday. And that's going to be Danny Dorito 23. He's a really famous uh, TikTok streamer, really famous Twitch streamer, and a pretty famous YouTuber. He's got over 100 and I believe 20-something thousand yeah. on YouTube. He's got 3.4 million or something like that on TikTok. And his Twitch, his, his Twitch account is just as big. So really excited for that one also. So stay yes. tuned. We got a mascot. Before we start today's episode, just really quickly, we got a mascot. He's so cute. You want, should we tell them the story behind the mascot really quickly? Really fast. Okay, we went to Halloween Horror Nights, and there was this carnival games, and I saw this octopus, and it, it, it caught my eye immediately. And I'm like, I need it. I need it no matter what. I need it. So I played the carnival game two times, failed horribly both times, and Nicole stepped in. She's like, you know what? Fucking got this. If my boyfriend wants the octopus, he's getting the octopus. I told her, please don't waste your money. You're not going to win it. It's that stupid carnival game where you throw the ball in the air, and it lands in the bucket, and you can't let it bounce out. You have to do it three times. In a row. Nicole did it two times in a row. Got really excited and missed the third one. But the lady was so kind. She, like, slid the ball, like, under the table type shit. And and then I made the last one. Nicole made the last and one. We and we walked away with Jeffrey. We walked away with Jeffrey. Anyway, thank you guys so much for an amazing season one. Thank, thank you, you for an even a better season one uh, after season. It was amazing. Yes. And we're really excited for season two. And we look really forward to seeing you guys next week. We do. Thank you, guys. Enjoy the show. Thank you, guys. What? <laughs> Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Why not? I don't know. What the fuck is? Say it. I'm usually behind the camera. I'm not used to this. I'm still getting used to it. I'm leaving this in. All right, guys. Thank Please you. Don't. Enjoy the episode. Shannon, uh, I got to say, man, I'm a, I'm a really big fan, bro. Um, I found you on TikTok. I'm not going to lie. I found you on TikTok. But then when I looked into your stuff more, because I kind of stalked you on YouTube, not going to lie, <laughs> I, I've seen your shark attack before. Like, I think every single shark week, they, they play it. Yeah, so you've seen the shark attack before you saw the, the TikTok video. So I've seen the shark attack my whole life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, what's it called? I watch Shark Week every week. Uh, every yeah. year i'm a huge shark fan underwater i was going to show you this a little bit later but i have a megalodon tooth wow that I, that I got freaking i don't even know how long ago but i got it in st augustine i believe 
but um no that's i've seen your shark attack before in shark week i've seen it in i believe there's a dvd i used to own called anatomy of a shark bite i think you were featured there as well i don't know if you're familiar not aware of that one no so how i know you've probably told the story a million 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 times but can you walk me through that yeah sure yeah it happened a long time ago um it happened in uh, the year 2000 and at a place called Nahoon Reef in East London, South Africa. And that place actually at one stage had the most fatal shark attacks in the world. So we've always been scared of surfing there. It's always been like a scary place to surf as a kid. And you always hear of stories of people seeing shark or sharks or having shark encounters or being attacked. So, so why always- surf there? I was always petrified of that place, but the waves are incredible. So for a surfer, it's almost worth the risk to surf there. But I remember this day, well, this whole season, um, just before my shark attack was quite a a sharky season. We had seen a lot of sharks. People had several encounters here and there. And, And, but the waves were so good. We just kept on surfing and this day, um, there was no wind, the, the sun was shining, it was a warm winter's day, and about an hour and a half into my surf, I was paddling for a wave, and while paddling for a wave, I had one shark come from my left side and bump me hard into the air, it flipped me around as my legs flew to the sky, it grabbed my surfboard in my hand and pulled me underwater with it, and while that was happening, there was another shark on my right side, uh, that could have been going for my head and my shoulders, but it missed me. <laughs> and um, it happened so quickly. So I had no idea what was going on. Everything slowed down. I felt no pain, no fear. And um, I honestly thought I was in a dream. And I remember the shark letting go of me underwater and just stopped and stared at me like this close, face to face. I saw that in your, in, your, in your video that it stopped and stared at you. Whoa. Yeah. What went through your mind when you're looking head on to a great white shark? I had I had no feelings or thoughts because I thought I was dreaming. It was so weird. I was very confused. And I think the the vibe I picked up from the shark was that it was confused as well. Because if you look at my surfboard, the shark bit over the fin of the surfboard. So I don't think it was able to close its mouth properly because I only have a bite mark on the one side of the board. Yeah. So the fin must have hit its palate. And um, I'm sure that injured the shark. So when it let go and just stopped at me and stared at me for a few moments, it was probably like, what? And did you what? see the other one while it was staring at you? Or did you, it was just no. this one? No, it was, I was like looking this way and the shark was over here and then the other one must have been behind me somewhere. So I never saw that one. And, um, you know, and then the shark swam away. It actually swam and like came around me and shoved me along my back. Like it kind of pushed me forward like this. With its nose. Say again? With its nose, right? I couldn't, I'm not too sure. I don't think it it never hit me. It felt like it just kind of brushed along my back, like bumped me. And, um, And then I swam to the surface of the water, still not knowing what happened. 
And then I saw all the other surfers in the water paddling frantically towards the beach and trying to catch a wave back to shore, my friends included. Um, and my surfboard was lying in front of me. So I swung to my surfboard, grabbed my board and pulled my right arm over to, to start paddling. And then I see my fingers hanging off and a, a bite in my hand and my wrist and all this blood rushing out. And that's when I thought, or when I realized what I thought was a dream was reality. And um, that's when everything spiraled down and I started panicking and freaking out so much. It was the scariest moment ever. Um, especially it was, it was scarier after it happened than when it happened. 100%, Joe. Because that's, oh that's when I realized what was happening. I, I, I realized that was actually real. And, um, you know, so no one stayed in the water to help me out. I was left like 100 meters offshore no waves to catch of course murphy's law the ocean went flat not a single wave to catch so i'm busy paddling looking over my left and my right shoulder just expecting the sharks to come back it's like the felt like the longest moment in my life you know just waiting for a wave to come and i was crying i was freaking out and shaking and praying to god like to help me out and it was just so intense but i managed to catch a wave and um, I remember on the wave, like just zigzagging along the wave from side to side on my belly, uh, just in case the sharks try to catch me in the wave, you know. But uh, I, managed, I managed to escape. That, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm stressing out right now, putting myself in that position because that I have a profound respect for sharks and I, they're my favorite animal. And I, but that doesn't mean I'm not completely, completely terrified of sharks. Um, in South Florida, thanks to global warming, we used to not be a great white shark area. Great white sharks would not touch Florida. And I guess because of global warming in the last five or six years, it's become a hotspot for great whites. And if I'm not mistaken, the world's largest great white was just found in Tampa, around the Tampa coastline on the east side of Florida about last year like 26 27 feet long great white shark that's unbelievable so when i hear stories like you are staring down a great white and then there's another one probably swimming around you i can't even imagine the fear after having let go they didn't eat you they just left you there having to then swim 100 you said 100 meters yeah 100 meters to shore that I can't even imagine what that would feel like. Do, do you remember anybody yelling? Because somebody recorded it. So how that yeah. happened? Yeah, someone recorded it. And I think the guy caught it accidentally because he wasn't aware of what was going on either. I remember speaking to him the one day and he said that while he was recording, he saw what happened, but it looked like a fight. It looked like two surfers were fighting. <laughs> So he like filmed and then he filmed some other things. And a few minutes later, everyone was out the water yelling, shark, shark. And someone was shouting, call the ambulance. Someone's been taken. And, um, and yeah, so no one stayed in the water to help me. And although I was 100 meters offshore, I eventually caught a wave. So it wasn't like a 100 meter paddle in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It felt longer than that though. But uh, fortunately I did catch a wave and, the crazy thing is that at that reef, once you finish catching the wave, there's like another deep water channel where there's uh, no wave. And then it's like, say, four to five meters deep again. So I had to paddle a bit more to get through that. And that's a, a, another scary part of that reef. But um, 
yeah, it was intense. <laughs> and what, what was your first reaction when you see your fingers dangling? Because I saw the video and you see it was your ring finger and your pinky finger, correct? Yeah, that's correct. And they were just dangling. Yeah. So what, what, what goes through your mind when you see your fingers just about to fall off? Well, I thought I was going to lose them. So in the water, I actually paddled just with the one hand like this and this one in the sky or in, in the air. And um, because they were honestly like coming off. And then I thought to myself, you know, I'd rather lose my fingers than be, than be taken by the shark. So I started paddling anyway. And I, every time I took a stroke, I felt my fingers like dangle and felt like they were going to come off. And I felt the water rush through my bones and my tendons and in the hole in my hand and through my wrist bone. So it was quite a, a disgusting feeling. And then when I got to the beach, um, I was so relieved that I made it. But then when I looked at my fingers again, I got so pissed. I got so angry. I was like, oh, I'm going to lose my fingers. And I'm imagine, imagine looking like this, you know, I mean, there are people <laughs> like that, but I would have and should have looked like this. I'm not gonna uh, lie, that would be kind of yeah. sick though. You, you yeah, know, of course. Like, cool. I mean, it's fine. It's oh, fine. Two but... great white sharks of this. <laughs> I know. One, yeah. But anyway, I mean, I'm super, super fortunate and blessed to only have like scars in my hand. I mean, I should be dead at least. And um, yeah, so I'm very, very happy. What what is your perspective on sharks after that? Do you have I know you don't you don't fear them because I know you, you said six weeks later you went back and surfed again but Correct, yeah. do, you, do you have a, a, a more profound respect hatred uh yeah I, I definitely have no hatred towards sharks i mean that's their territory that's their home um and um i definitely have a lot of respect for them and i don't think i have a fear towards them because i've surfed so many times thinking about sharks and even seeing a shark close by um, and not having the fear of sharks, but more respect, knowing that uh, I'm in their territory, they could take me out at any time. Um, and I've done some shark research. Well, not, I haven't done shark research myself, but I've worked with shark researchers and uh, marine biologists doing some tests on shark repellents. So I worked closely with people and sharks and, uh, and I, I definitely like them and uh, find them quite interesting, um, but scary, very unpredictable. So I wouldn't want to like get too close to them and play with them. I want I want to have a shark pet. Yeah, uh, I saw a MythBusters episode during Shark Week, which I'm sure you were part of that Shark Week as well. Um, they were testing like different colors they're attracted to, and. I, if I'm not wrong, they, they they came to a conclusion that if you're wearing yellow, that's like the number one color that they're attracted to, and your board was yellow, wasn't it? No, it was white. Oh, was it white? The, oh, okay. Yeah, the, the top has um, red and blue on, and the bottom is white. was white. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It looks kind of yellow now. It's like... Yeah, because the like picture when, you posted a couple or whenever you posted it, yeah, it does look a little... Because yeah. yeah. when a surfboard gets very old, the foam and the fiberglass and resin uh, gets like old and yellowish. So it does look a bit yellow for now, yeah. but uh, back then it was white. <laughs> and um, how did... Uh, we'll get... Because I know you, you're an Arctic surfer now, which is awesome in its own right. But before we get to that, how did... Um, did Discovery reach out to you or was like your video just so viral that they, they didn't even need to reach out to you? 
for the shark attack video yeah yeah so for shark yeah. week yeah i think everyone reached out like i had um because it was the only double shark attack ever recorded um i was uh i was uh, contacted by ripley's believe it or not they were the first ones who contacted me to see you know ripley's believe it of or course. not they don't they don't uh, broadcast anything now do they i don't know if they do broadcast interviews but i well, I could tell you about Ripley's, believe it or not, is that I've been to their museum plenty of okay. times. They have yeah, I've been there, there too. It's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. But um, anyway, so um, um, what was I saying? Yeah, so they contacted me and wanted to be the first ones filming me in the water. And uh, so the same day I had my cast taken off was the day I got back in the water and they filmed the whole thing. So, yeah. And then National Geographic, Geo Wild, Shark Week, um, Discovery Channel, Animal Planet, and many other companies here and there have uh, done some small documentaries or interviews or reenactments of the attack. So would you say your life changed for the better since the attack? Totally, yes, 100%. So in a way, it was a good thing. For sure, for sure. I mean, um, when you have a near-death experience and you survive it you've basically been given a second chance so you always reflect and uh, look at your life and see what you could do differently and uh, how you can live differently and most of the time it's like um, you look on the inside of yourself like I mean as a young kid I actually um, wasn't the happiest person ever <laughs> I had a good life in many ways my uh, my dad was a single parent and he was amazing to me but uh, we had some difficulties here and there. So as a young kid, I suffered and struggled a lot with like personal issues and depression and anxiety and uh, anger. And um, I had such an, an amazing encounter in the water with the sharks and like spiritually, like I believe like God helped me out so much as well. And after that, um, I just try to keep that same vibe where I... Uh, I'm not really like a religious person. Well, maybe in some ways, but like I believe in God and believe that he kept me safe and helped me. So I always ask that he would help me to overcome all the other like bad, crazy uh, things I struggle with in my life, like depression and uh, anger, frustration. And anyway, so long story short, after my attack, like a lot of those things just disappeared and I was able to overcome them. And um, I feel like with that near-death experience, it changed me and challenged me to um look on the inside and change my behaviors my conduct my attitude my um fears and my anger and all those kind of things to become a more like joyful person and more stoked person that sounds i mean that's amazing that's i, I hear that a lot with near-death experiences people always come out of just more grateful that they're alive and they reflect on everything they went through and they're like you know what my life is good like i'm alive <laughs> i could have had two ginormous great white sharks for lunch but no i survived so that's amazing and you've obviously been surfing since you were a kid and in the way you describe it in your tiktoks and your videos it's you make it sound or they make it sound like you moved to norway to the cold waters to avoid sharks hmm. is that is that true is that why you moved there no not really but um I mean, one of the reasons why I moved, uh, I mean, I was given an opportunity to come here. So I took the opportunity, fell in love with it and stayed. Um, but also like for those who know anything about South Africa or have been to South Africa, although it's an 
amazing country and the people are so great. We have a lot of political and economical as well as racial problems and it gets more dangerous and unstable every year. So a lot of people, when they get the chance to leave the country, they go. So I never left because of the sharks. I left because of other dangerous situations and people. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it's like we have uh, like a murder rate that equals genocide, basically, you know, and that's uh, so bad in some parts of South Africa. It's so bad. You have no idea. And some parts are amazing. But uh, that's one of the main reasons why I took the opportunity to go to Norway. So I just make it like a joke that I escaped the sharks. I did. Yeah. <laughs> there are no sharks here, so it's good to surf with a peace of mind, knowing that there aren't any sharks that you have to worry about. So yes, that is like half the truth. Um, but you know, I just had the opportunity to come here and um, I'm surfing the Arctic waters in Norway. So you went from surfing nice warm waters to freezing cold waters. But you said there are no sharks in Arctic waters. Aren't there orcas? Yes, and there are actually some sharks too, like just the, a few. The green shark, shark or, no. Yeah, that and Boston shark, I don't know if it's the same thing. No, the Greenland shark, I believe, they're the ones that could live like 400 years old or something yeah, crazy. We don't have any of those here, not that I know of, but we have the Boston sharks. They have very small teeth or no teeth, so they're safe. Yeah. Um, but yes, we have orcas or killer whales here, and that's amazing. Like, I've got some friends who've surfed and had some encounters with them where they swim around them had a have a look at them and then they swim away and i've seen it myself and i also had an encounter with them too it was so scary but amazing amazing i would lose my mind because from what i understand orcas really respect humans or they they don't there's not i don't even think there's a recorded attack on a human from orcas but... no not in the wild at least uh, i think they they're too intelligent. Um, I mean, I'm not saying sharks are not intelligent, but sharks often need to like just bite you to taste what you are first before they kill you and eat you. Whereas an orca, they a bit more intelligent than that, and they can suss you out before that or figure out what you are before that. And uh, um, and I also think and feel like they're similar to dolphins in a way because when I surf in South Africa. Often you'll be surfing and you'll see a whole bunch of dolphins a bit further out and they'll swim closer to you, surf the waves with you, swim around you just to say hello. And we often swim down to the bottom with them and we see them swimming around us. It's amazing. Uh, so I feel like uh, orcas are similar to that because we've had it a few times here where they've actually come to us and they swam around us and said hello and then they swam away. It's scary though because they're so big and we know that they eat sharks. So yeah, they're the top of the food chain in the ocean. Not not very well. Damn. That I like I told you, I could never be a surfer. When I when I was like uh twelve, my mom really wanted to put me in surfing because you know we're we're in South Florida, people surf around here. I don't think there are like many big waves in Florida. Not I've never seen any big waves, but um so you're the Norwegian surf captain, right? Yeah. Yeah. I coach the junior and the senior national surf team. Nice. And how does, how'd you get into is that? Is that, was that the opportunity you're talking about? To... No, no. I, I just worked at a surf school at first and now I still work at a surf school. We do like surf development, beginner surf lessons, intermediate and advanced surf coaching. Um, and we have a surf shop, but, um, 
Um, I also do coaching with the national team and that's like a separate thing. And we do training camps every now and then. And um, then we take them to competitions here and there. So uh, it's quite a fun thing, but surfing is so new in Norway. So not too many young surfers surf. We have like literally a handful of them. So as the sport grows, I think there'll be a lot more surf development, which we're working on now. And um, we'll have a very strong team in the next few years, I hope. <laughs> no, I'm sure. Uh, you got a fearless captain who fought. Hmm. You could say you fought him. That'll, that'll make you sound cool, right? <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. I saw your video. You said that your scars like almost completely healed, right? Yeah. I mean, I can see them if I look closely, but if I had to like show you in the the video now, like you can see, okay, you can't even see it. There's like a little one, yeah? Yeah. Now I've got a bite over there. You see that one? Yeah, yeah, I see that one. And then it goes into my pinky and then along my finger, yeah? And all along there. But anyway, you can hardly see it. Um, so that's healed up very well, very yeah. nice. Complete motion, you haven't lost anything, like it's perfect. 100%, yeah. Insane, insane how they could just reattach limbs to digits. Wow, Shannon, that, that has been crazy. I gotta say, genuinely, thank you so much for coming on the podcast because oh, no worries. you can see we're in the trench, we're all about underwater stuff. Mm -hmm. We're about everything, but I just love the underwater scene.